0: This is Aruna Krishnan. On this episode of Lead That Thing, I talk to Eleanor Moshe, author, podcast host, and founder of the Construction Coach. Welcome everyone. Today I have with me Eleanor Mache. She is a driven leader and mentor in the construction industry. Her passion to guide, inspire, and direct future leaders led her to create her company, The Construction Coach. She's also the host of the Constructing You podcast and is the number one best-selling author of Constructing Your Career. She has been featured in Yahoo Finance, Top 100 Women for Construction, and many other publications. Welcome to the show, Eleanor.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited to hear about your book. You come from a construction background from uh, professionally and your book analogizes a construction project to constructing a career basically the you as you refer to it the best construction project you'll ever work on which is you right us basically so tell us a little bit about the book and the premise of the book
1: you summarized that so perfectly. I should have had you write the, the blurb <laughs> when I was writing it, but thank you. You're absolutely right. And what I found throughout navigating my own career and how I have managed to achieve the success that I have is that the conventional career intelligence that is publicly available surrounding careers in construction is holding people back. And, this is the case for a few reasons. First, it's incomplete and missing context. And this is what I've managed to do with the book is to piece it all together. And like you said, from the perspective of this is how you build a building. Mm-hmm. And these are the same stages in this order that you build your career. Second, there, are, there is a lot of career intelligence out there, which isn't holistic, you might get a little bit on LinkedIn, a little bit on Mm -hmm. personal branding, some discourse and vision, and it takes time to piece all that together. So having that high level yet detailed approach is necessary because Mm -hmm. the intention for this book is it's going to be your mentor. It's going to be the friend. It's going to be the conversation that you need for as long as you're working in construction. But what it also does is, I discuss success being created from the inside out because Mm -hmm. we live in a world Mm -hmm. that is created from the inside out. And a lot of the career discourse is also really focused on the tactical, but you can't give people tools if you Mm -hmm. don't actually fix the mindset in which the skill set operates in. So the book as a whole is really for anyone who is ambitious and driven and is really to play the long-term game in constructing their career because Mm -hmm. like any construction project, they don't happen overnight.
0: Yeah. So then you, you kind of list out 12 foundational uh, stages, uh, but they have like four primary phases that, you know, uh, that they fall under. So can, can you uh, walk through each of those phases and, talk through how that applies to career development and how people should be thinking about each of those phases.
1: Absolutely. So again, I've taken it from the perspective of if we are doing a construction project Mm -hmm. and the first page or the first phase is the planning phase. And Mm -hmm. we actually have to sit down to the drawing board and figure out what is it that we actually want And this is a very simple question, but it is also one of the most difficult questions that people Mm -hmm. and that people try and answer because once upon a time as well, I remember very particularly at the start of my career, my then mentor asked me, what do I want? And I drew blanks. I couldn't answer anything, not for the next week, not for the next month and definitely not for the next 10 years. I lacked vision completely so this book really highlights that question you tell me what you want this is your vision yeah and also give people the permission to dream big because I'm not too familiar with how it is in other industries but I know in, in construction the frameworks and worldviews that are shown when you come up through the academic system is Mm -hmm. you will be a project manager and then a construction manager Mm -hmm. and it ends there that's not dreaming
0: big that's trying Mm -hmm. to fit your life into a very very (laughs) tiny box right I think a lot a lot more questions are being asked of people on what is your why right that's another way to think about it what is your why how do you want to you know and and how do you want to get there and I think this this book kind of helps you with number one identifying the why, and putting a plan in place into how to get there. Would you agree with Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
1: Because I mean, the first chapter actually starts with well, why do you want to work in construction? Is mm-hmm. it for the money? Because that's yeah. not going to last long. Is it because your parents mm-hmm. wanted you to? I mean, right. What's exactly the why of working in construction? Because it is not a sexy industry.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then after f- planning then what is the next phase that um you get into? We go into the
1: design phase. So mm-hmm. this is when we actually start establishing the plans. This is when we look at our trajectory. This is when we mm-hmm. start to fit in our not fit but this is when we start to look at our vision and mm-hmm. say okay this is the 10 year mark what i'm actually going to do to get there you start to break it down into tangible and actionable plans mm-hmm. and we go through a preliminary design phase and then a detail design phase and of course mm-hmm. this is something that you continuously do right. throughout your right. career but what we also have is a program and look i am someone who is very structured and i am very mm-hmm. process orientated mm-hmm. and I plan and I set the milestones and, you know, I, I decide, okay, this is what it's happening, but I'm still not always attached to the outcome because you can, you know, you can not necessarily be so attached to the outcome because
0: mm-hmm.
1: there are going to be failures. There are going yeah. to be challenges.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not a linear thing, you right. know, right? <laughs> with everything it's- that you do.
0: Yeah, it's going to be dynamic because, number one, the world is changing and you are changing. And then with 10 years being a pretty long-term design, you're going to have to adjust to um, those changes and see what's appropriate, right? Absolutely. And
1: it's, you know, you can have a plan. You can always upgrade it. Right. And what it actually does is it creates a sense of urgency to say, okay, I want to be a business owner in five years, Mm work backwards from that, what do I actually need to be doing today? Right, right. Then, of course, when we are in the design phase, I also talk about the importance of networking and mentoring because you need to arm yourself with the best team possible when you are setting out on your greatest project. Mm
0: -hmm. What is the next phase then?
1: Then we actually get to go into the exciting phase, which is the phase that everyone always wants to jump into, and that is yeah. the construction phase. And the first part of any build is the foundations, and foundations is your skill set. So, of course, albeit skill set is not the doesn't have the most weight in terms of career success, it is still necessary. And mm-hmm. I don't talk about developing skill set from a basic minimum requirement, such as you know, negotiation or all those minimum requirements per se. Mm-hmm. I talk about the 10 high income skills that you need to generate mm-hmm. in the social age. Then I also talk about the superstructure. So a career that just stagnates is one that is forever. In the foundational stage. This is my yeah. skill set. I'm not yeah. growing, but we wanna grow. So, the superstructure is looking at the types of organizations that actually align with your ambitions and aspirations because yeah. organizations are the vehicle in which opportunities exist. That's yeah. who you need to be in alignment with. And if you plan to have a corporate career, it's really, really important to yeah. align yourself with these organizations. Right. And then to finish off construction, I talk about the facade and the facade is both your personal branding. So it's your externally facing elements, but mm. also your social presence. And in this context, it is LinkedIn because LinkedIn mm-hmm. is one of the most powerful professional tools mm-hmm. on this earth.
0: Yeah, those are really good. And I want to dig deeper into a couple of things that you said there, um, So with the 10 high-income skills, tell us a little bit more about what that entails.
1: Well, the first one, in no particular order from the book, but it's entrepreneurial thinking. You don't actually need to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. to think like one. Mm -hmm. And when we really look at what an entrepreneur is, well, they actually solve problems Mm -hmm. and organisations certainly need yeah initiative innovation resourcefulness curiosity courage Mm -hmm. and the like yeah of course leadership i don't really classify leadership as a skill it's a section within its own but it is one of the fundamental attributes because of course it is leaders who have the vision who attract the highest remuneration within Mm -hmm. an organization and I also talk about self and social awareness. This is very necessary mm. in the social age because mm-hmm. it matters as to who you are and who you know. And mm-hmm. I'll give one more. I want to leave people yeah. with a level curious, of curiosity. Yeah. curious, yeah. yeah. No. Definitely. But interpersonal connectivity is also mm. really important because it leans into your ability to generate authentic human connections and mm-hmm. In a world that is highly digitized, automated, and somewhat isolated, the impact and worth of human connection will be highly valued.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So those are all good. And uh, definitely I'm curious to find out what uh, the rest of those skills are. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So uh, one, one theme I'm seeing, because it's always about serving someone, whether it's within an organization, it's your peers, or whether it's your... Um, bosses or managers or your ultimate customers, it's always having these skills to be able to uh, communicate well with them and be able to drive things forward and, you know, create solutions. So uh, I see all these skills coming into that. So having having identified some of those, do you help people understand how to develop those skills?
1: Definitely. And that's, of course, what the mentoring aspect Mm -hmm. is for because of course you could spend time trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out and i guess failing forward to some Mm -hmm. extent through trial and error or you can work with a mentor who Mm -hmm. has already identified navigated and mastered Mm -hmm. a certain skill set and mindset that you Mm -hmm. have so the whole purpose of mentoring is to save yourself time as Mm -hmm. to where you want to go so you can become excellent faster and Mm -hmm. that is precisely why i continuously invest in myself through mentoring Mm -hmm. because the power of it is unparalleled right right well, of course, when you build a building, you don't just set and forget it. You constantly attend to it. And this Mm -hmm. makes sense in the context of a building, but no one ever actually picks up their career and goes, right, (laughs) we need to work on this. So I talk about performance in the operational phase. And Mm -hmm. one question that I constantly get asked is how do you manage to do it all? So I've distilled that from the perspective of, look, who's going to impose high standards on you? No one. Mm-hmm. No one's going to come up to you and say, yeah. listen, this is how we play the game. You mm-hmm. have to do that. And I've always done that. So I've mm-hmm. itemized the 10 high performance principles that have constantly driven me to be a high performance individual and a high achievement orientated person. And
0: mm-hmm. then
1: talk about management So this is both management of self and management of others. So I give a brief discourse into starting to think about your management styles because I've seen it all too often. You work on a project and you adopt the behaviors of people around you for better or worse. Mm -hmm. But is that actually an authentic management style? Look, probably not. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I go into that discourse, but then of course i talk about leadership and there are some key leadership questions in there and a discourse as to you know what leadership actually means because management is not leadership and leadership doesn't come with a title Mm -hmm. of course this is a topic i am very passionate about and why i love your podcast because it's you know it's it's providing very unique discourse on Mm -hmm. such a misused word yeah and then to wrap up it's about maintenance so how to check into your career how do we know it's working what do we actually need to be doing because we do mm-hmm. this on a project we constantly baseline and mm-hmm. we check because yeah. the decisions that i make today it is based on the thinking that mm. i have generated today but yeah. that may that may change in 3 years time and that's right. okay right but we actually we don't want to be in a situation where we say, no, I have to stay in this job because I said, so it doesn't work like that. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so things that came out of that, that uh, I picked up were like basically continuous learning and adapting, right? Like if we talk about a leader, one of the biggest, one of the biggest traits is always being curious, always keeping themselves up to date, continuously learning because otherwise you get stuck, you get pretty static and, it's going to be hard to lead, like when everything is changing on the outside, and you as a person are not adapting to those changes. You'll be a little bit of a disconnect there. So, kind of encouraging people to keep keep learning and keep changing with with the changing times. Hundred percent. I mean, what's yeah.
1: the alternative to become right. a, a dinosaur and absolutely <laughs> irrelevant? And you right. can actually lead others if you never pour into yourself or if you are simply relying on the perceptions and existing thinking. That's yeah. average. That's mediocre and yeah that
0: is not what we need. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I also want to go uh into this high performance principle. So um saving some for the book of course, can you give us <laughs> maybe two, maybe two that um that might be helpful.
1: Of course. Well, a key one is focus. So I have focus and you need that. You need to be able to block out the distractions when Mm. you are working on a project. I mean, this is the one thing that you are doing and you have to have a high level of obsession when it comes to it. And this is what I have when I do something. I am all in or I'm not in at all. I don't have,
0: I don't have a middle
1: ground. I don't have, (laughs) I
0: can relate to that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And then discipline. Discipline again is saying, look, I need to do this. I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's also really important. It's being able to have consistency and commitment and a level of Mm self-discipline because I know that I have a limited amount of time. And if I Mm -hmm. don't do it now, I'm not doing my future self any service. She's just going to suffer because of the lack of discipline today. But Another point, and I think it's important to mention, Mm -hmm. is being able to sacrifice something, whatever that is for you, in the short term in order to have the long-term gain because results don't happen overnight. You can't be the person who is out with your friends every weekend and wanting a business. There's a lot of incongruency. So having a long-term outlook and a level of sacrifice is absolutely important
0: when it comes to high performance individuals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that reminds me of the concept of uh opportunity cost right mm-hmm. okay. so those are the four stages that we go through so then what else can you uh tell us like what kind of advice would you give us um as a takeaway the listeners um in terms of like what should they think about when they are trying to construct their careers outside of these four phases well, it's all comes down to
1: taking action because you might feel good reading this. It might feel so inspirational and motivational, yeah. and right. it might all sound like a good idea. Yeah. But the actual transformation is going to come in the application, and that yeah. is the action part.
0: So mm-hmm. if
1: readers want, if readers read this cover to cover,
0: yeah, <laughs> it
1: need what needs to follow is the yeah. action piece, it's the implementation because. The, one of the most beautiful principles is compounding. The sooner you start, the yeah. faster it compounds.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I like that. That's a good mm-hmm. way to think about it. And and so true. Like, you can read it all and then you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm knowledgeable right now. But it's like, and that's why my podcast is called Lead That Thing. Go ahead and, you know, uh, <laughs> just do it, basically. It's another way of saying just do it, right? Yeah. Of course. So... So how can the readers get a copy of this book? Because it seems like it has so much good stuff in there. So high performers, they wanna uh, take their career to the next level. How can they get a copy of your book?
1: albeit written for the construction industry definitely has unconventional career intelligence that is applicable to anyone in any industry. So if they would like to get a copy, it is available globally on Amazon Kindle Mm -hmm. and also the paperback version is also available on Amazon and for all Australia, New Zealand listeners, it's available on Booktopia.
0: The book is called constructing your career. Okay. All right. And I'll put that in the show notes Uh, So that people can go and look it up. And uh, so now you have a podcast as well. Tell us about your podcast and what do you do with your podcast?
1: My podcast is called Constructing You and I share the stories of the people behind the projects. So I interview exemplary leaders and industry titans in the property and construction industry, but I don't only look at what they've done because you can look at that up on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but who they are and who they've had to become in order to achieve what they have, because first you become, and then mm-hmm. you achieve. Yeah. First you become the person who has vision. First you become the person who has patience, discipline, who has a people management that is a very Mm -hmm. high level word, but in order to summarize, and then you actually achieve. And what I do by sharing the 10 year overnight success stories or the 20 year overnight success stories is to show people what is possible because it's my duty as an industry leader to expand their bandwidth that has been so narrowed by society and say, look, Everyone here has started off with the same undergraduate degree and now right. they're the CEO. Now right. they are the organization. Now they're a yeah. lead consultant. I mean, you no one has been stuck. Like they've followed their yeah. dreams. Look, everyone else has do it. You can do it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that totally aligns with uh, my podcast as well. At least our missions are are very similar in terms of providing that inspiration by showing people that have got there. And also with providing tools, uh, you know, as with bringing you on and showing like, okay, here's a way to think about it. Here is a way to help develop your career. Here are some, here's some advice on what can, what are the steps that you can take to take your career to the next level? So yeah, I think that's great. And um, where can we find your podcast?
1: It's available on Google Podcasts, Spotify and
0: Apple Podcasts. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, this was so much fun, Eleanor. Thanks for coming on the show and enlightening us and I think this will be so valuable for everybody. And I love analogies because one thing analogies does is it makes very makes it really easy for people to understand concepts it deconstructed <laughs> in such a way that it's it's much more uh, easy to intake right and um, to relate to something else because so, everyone can look at a building or, or how you build a building and then to to think that you can build your career in the same way is actually a very uh, interesting thought so thanks for being on and uh, bringing all this knowledge to us i really enjoyed the conversation
1: Likewise, thank you for the opportunity to share this with your audience.